All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Eat, Drink, Travel, Y'all podcast, episode four. I am so excited to have my friend Matt, a cook named Matt, with me today, Matthew Broussard. He is a TikTok superstar, um, Forbes most fun chef to watch, uh, bajillion followers on on Instagram. He's all over the social media. He's showing you how to cook all the things. Um, Matt, thank you so wow, much. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> I've only got like point one of a bajillion, but... I think it's closer to a <laughs> <Thank> bajillion. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, Steph. Yeah, dude. It's, I'm stoked to be on your podcast. Yes, my first in-person podcast. We're actually sitting beside each other. I know you can't all see us, but... How exciting to be back in Seattle with my yep. good friend. Um, Matt has done a ton of things um, at a very young age and originally from Texas. Tell us. All just the way a, from South Texas. Yeah, uh, right tell now us we're a, eating, drinking, and traveling, right? You're yeah. Traveling right now. It's, You're it's, in Walla Walla. It's time. Yeah, I'm in Walla Walla now. Yeah. I'm trying to get him out there to cook some something fun in Walla Walla. Stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Going to be doing a bunch of fun projects. I hope this summer we're all going to be doing so many fun food events. Um, but start, tell us a little bit. Okay, so again, Matt is a, a social media food superstar. Let's like start from wow. the beginning. How wow. did you <laughs> tell us about the beginning? How did uh, well, you get into cooking? Uh, hi, I'm Matt. <laughs> I've been in restaurants for a little bit over 12 years since I was 16 years old, 28 now. Um, and yeah, I started off in Brownsville where I'm from. South Texas is what we call it. Cause no one knows what the hell Brownsville is. I did not. <laughs> a lot of people do now though. Since, uh, since, uh, Elon Musk is down there launching rockets and stuff. And, uh, that's crazy. Whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> Been cooking there. Um, cooked in Austin, San Antonio, went to culinary school in Austin, uh, moved back down to Brownsville, worked down there, a bunch of other restaurants, moved up to Seattle. Uh, worked for Tom Douglas, big time restaurateur here. Ended up being one of his rovers, uh, which is just like a term we use for a tournaut. So I worked at all 15 restaurants that he owns. Very crazy, demanding <laughs> busy, job. Busy job. Learned a lot. Did yeah. a bunch of pop-ups around the country. New York, Napa, LA, Nashville. Pop-ups all over. Uh, and I've never had a passport, so let's do some more around yeah, the world. Yeah, we got to do some international so. food stuff coming up when we can yeah. start doing that, right? Well, um, we'll see. Like I said, guys, he's done a lot of stuff. And so you actually, you moved to Seattle to work for Tom Douglas, right? That's why you moved did. out here. And that I was- had the senator send him a letter, a recommendation, because <laughs> I wanted to work there so bad. And uh, yeah, I've been working there since up until the pandemic, uh, when the pandemic hit. I went full in on this video thing. I've been doing the videos on the side. Mm -hmm. You know this. Yeah. (laughs) For I don't know how long, eight years now, probably. Yeah, a minute. Yeah. And so when this pandemic hit, I just felt like a fish in water, you know. Oh, videos? Cool. Let's do that full time. So when TikTok came out, I knew exactly what to do. Yeah. And so you moved to Seattle, was it 2013? Uh, Yes. Okay. So that's the end of it. Yeah. Like I moved to Seattle 2013, like September, and then I think we met in 2014. We did. We met soon after I moved here. I love this story. Like, yeah, we've known each other seven, eight years now, and we met. There was an app called Dine. Dine. Dine with a Y, D Y N E, that no longer exists, and um. 
I actually love the concept for this app though, right? It was. I really wish that would come back. Yeah. So for those of you that aren't in Seattle and have never seen this, Dine was an app that allowed chefs and even home cooks alike to have dinners in their own home or whatever space. You go on the app, you make your dinner, you post the date, and people can come. It's a private event. Um, they tried to say it was like the Uber of dinners. <laughs> I don't know about that. But a very cool concept. It was a great concept. Yeah. You could basically host a pop-up in your home with you two people, 15 yep. people. Matt was living in South Lake Union when he was doing this. And he, I don't know if it was your first pop-up on Dine. I went to a few of, few of the pop-ups that I saw on Dine, but it was, he was doing a brisket yeah, it was a yeah smoked brisket and, on yeah, the rooftop. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I know brisket wasn't really sold much in Seattle, so I thought of doing that. Um, I mean, I, obviously, where I'm from, Texas, yeah. Brisket, so I yeah. think I think I'm still friends on Facebook with like a couple of the ladies, the dine people that were at that event that oh, night. Man. Like, yeah, <laughs> they were all so excited. That was fun. It, it, uh, yeah. Really cool app. I wish that would come back. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a cool concept. Like I, I would love to see something like that come back. So anyway, so that's that is you're how the one that told me to change my handle, my name to cook name Matt too, which is pretty wild. Yeah, I like you reminded me of that. Like last time we were hanging out, like wow, how how prolific of me. <laughs> I feel I feel like that was so insightful. Like and look and look at look at you yeah. now. Like yeah. what what do you remember your old handle? Yeah, it was Maddie Maddie O. Like Maddie, 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 uh, which is the spice brand that I'm the, the chef of and also a partner now. I've got my own salts with Spiceology. So you can buy my line of flaky salts right now. Yes. Yeah. So, y'all, he makes these amazing salts. I have some at my house. Um, y'all have a bunch of different great... I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's the gold, which is like a golden turmeric, and then we have the millennial pink, which is... That's uh, the one you gave me. Yeah. So good. The Himalayan, and then, then just the regular Pacific blue. And we're coming out with a bunch of other stuff. Aren't you so. coming out with some seasoned salts? Haven't I? Been I am. Yeah. I am. Okay. It's all under wraps right now, but oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Stay tuned. Maybe yeah. on the next podcast yeah. we can talk about the seasoned salts. Um, but yeah, Spiceology is a, a fantastic brand. They're based in Spokane, yes. Washington. Um, they work with a lot of really acclaimed chefs like Matt and other uh, guys in the industry on the development of what they're doing and to create recipes. Their Instagram is also really fun, which I am guessing you probably have a little bit of input and direction on um i i would uh definitely say so <laughs> <laughs> it's it's done very well the branding is good um so how do you just go to the website to buy spiceology is it on amazon too or like it's how on amazon it's on the website uh you can even just go to my instagram and i have one of those links in the bio and got one of the links in the bio yes google a cook named matt flake salts whatever something might pop up if you google yeah. a cook yeah. <laughs> named matt i i don't know so so let's talk a little bit about like you get to seattle it's 2013 um you're doing that. You're working for Tom Douglas. You are, you know, doing some pop-up stuff and and you know, getting into the Seattle scene. 
it, it took you like when did you really start getting into like the the whole I, I know you started getting into Instagram first and mm -hmm. then you know TikTok and then and then YouTube like no, it, was, it was Instagram YouTube and then TikTok TikTok didn't come till pandemic so okay yeah when we were all bored and yeah exactly <laughs> I mean it was called musically before too which was really strange. oh TikTok was yeah yeah okay so it was an app for kids called musically where you can lip sync and stuff I it, have heard of that. I did yeah. not know it was the same thing. Are you kidding? And it got bought by a Chinese company called ByteDance. They changed the name to TikTok, kind of changed the app a little bit. So I still had my old account on there. So I didn't have to really make an account. And I just started posting. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I remember I have a, a cousin with, like, young children who's daughters well, used to like that app and I yeah. had no idea that's, that's what TikTok why the majority was. on the app are kids because they're they started at what like five years old on that app and now those kids are probably like 10 yeah it's kind of strange they're just growing up with that app yeah <laughs> it's a different I know. it's a different world right yeah it's it really is I mean Marcus Samuelson was on musically yeah because okay. of Gary Vee that's so. that's crazy, and you've cooked with with Marcus. Um, and we Marcus, yeah. we both know Marcus. Actually, I met him. I just had a bunch of reminders on Facebook last week because I think it was James Beard Award time, um, and I met Marcus at the James Beard Awards in I think 2016 or 17. Mm -hmm. And then he cooked with Tom mm -hmm. at an event at that restaurant's no longer open. Cuoco, Cuoco. He had a book signing. Yes, which the Red I, Rooster Harlem book. Yeah. yeah, I was there prepping and helping cook that service, and he came up to me because I, I guess one of the chefs told him about my pop-ups, and he handed me his his number, and there you go. We started doing pop-ups. He's and he's yeah. such a cool guy too. Yeah. And we've had fun. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah, he's been back to town, and we've all sat around a table with him and yeah. Eduardo and, and yeah. Chef Theory at, at June Baby. Like, oh, wasn't yeah. that a fun night? That was fun. He was in town. I don't know what he was in town for that time. It's for a PBS show. Yeah, that was when they were doing the Filipino uh, community on pa no passport required. Oh, wow. See, no it. passport for you. You, you go around. Marcus is the no no passport card. We're getting you a passport. We're going to Mexico. Who's oh, ready for, so who's, who's ready for that? We're yeah. going to go to Oaxaca, Mexico, Mexico City, please. eat a bunch of tacos. Um, God, yeah, we've done it. We've, we've had a lot of fun. Um, and then you got to go after you met Marcus and developed that relationship, and he invited you to go cook. At Red Rooster in Harlem, yes, yes. which is amazing. Um, I have not Such had such a cool experience. Yeah, tell us about that. Tell us about cooking with him and at his restaurant. <laughs> I haven't been to uh, to Red Rooster, but I've, I've been to his restaurant in the um, in Bermuda and met some of his team. And he's just a great person. I mean, first of all, the dude's really humble. I wasn't expecting him to actually cook with me, but he actually cooked with me the whole service and everything. And he was very welcoming. The whole staff was very welcoming. Uh, it was a really great dinner. His food is delicious. We had a good night. He, he liked my food, so that was really cool. Um, I still have a book that's signed by all the staff Aww. at home. And then we did a second dinner at his other location in New Jersey a couple years later. Oh, okay. Now, is yeah. that also a Red Rooster? Is that, that was called a Marcus B&P, okay. which is a really cool spot. Yeah, I know he has a few. I can't keep up with everything yeah, that man's got got so, going on but he is he's he's just a great person he's got a great story um has been a great voice for for immigrants mm -hmm. and um yeah growing you know uh south african born and uh scandinavian raised yep. so just a very oh, crazy man. kind I of i almost took a job it was in 2018 
Yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't take that. Um, he was trying to get me to go to Scandinavia, work at the hotels. Uh, I was very grateful for that offer. Yeah. Man, that was a crazy gig because, you know, have to drop everything. Yeah, yeah. Work over there in Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, things are working out pretty good for you here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to move this just a little closer. Um, good. Okay, yeah, so... I'll, I'll I'll edit that part out. Um, so keep it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is a this is a this is a work in progress, guys. I'm getting better at, at doing the podcast. Um. Oh. Let, also, can we just give a shout out to the State Hotel in downtown Seattle? Um. I'm gonna put some little like video clips Look of at this, this view. <laughs> on Instagram. But we we are in uh, the. The suite, uh, the I don't know if it's like the penthouse suite, the terrace suite at the State Hotel on the it eighth floor. It is pretty floor. sweet. Yep. It is a pretty sweet suite. You've got a sick terrace <laughs> overlooking downtown Seattle. We are right across the street from Pike Place Market and Target, and right by Target. Target. <laughs> and yeah. I know, I think that's where Matt parks and gets his <laughs> yeah. parking validated when he comes downtown. Um, we met here last time I stayed in Seattle and hung out on the rooftop terrace for a little while and kicked it. And now they were nice enough to let us get into this room to do the, the podcast. But if you're coming to downtown Seattle, this is a, this is a pretty badass hotel, it's right? It's a nice hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I would stay here. Yeah. He would, it's he good. would stay here. I, it, it, it is, it's definitely, it's definitely a pretty sick hotel. So thanks for, thanks for giving us the room. Thanks for giving us the space on um, state hotel. Back to Matt. Um, so okay, done some cool stuff. Cook with cooked with cooked with Marcus Samuelson. Um, cooked with Tom for a long time. Yeah. Uh, cooked all over. I mean, you were at cooked Palace Kitchen for a little. I was I mean, at Palace Kitchen. Where's that? Point. Probably where you were the most before yeah. you started like being one of the roving chefs. That was my favorite spot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just it's an open fire, you know, kitchen. Uh, late nights, what, till 2 a.m. We'd serve food till 1 a.m. And yeah, it was just a fun place. I mean, some of the regulars were like Soundgarden and Dave Matthews, and then you'd have just random people come in all the time. Um, I think one of my favorite people I cooked for there was Neil deGrasse Tyson. What? Guys That's did. so cool. God, don't you love him? Yeah, and then um, Jacques Pepin. He came up to the grill with me one night. What? Get some wings off the grill. Yeah. I did not know this. When was this? That was probably like 2017. Really cool. Yeah, place. so, you know, pretty cool place to work. And I feel like Palace is also just like such an institution. It I mean, is. everyone I loved hope it, it comes back. I hope it comes back, too. I was about to say it's it's currently closed, uh, unfortunately. I to buy it and just bring it back. All right. Do we need, do we need Matt to buy <laughs> Palace so we can bring it back, bring back all the favorites? Uh, yeah, but it was like an industry favorite and just a Seattle favorite. It was mm. – everyone loved it. Yeah. So, Tom, please – Please bring it back or sell it to Matt for cheap and let let him bring <laughs> let it back. It. Yeah. Seattle Seattle needs Seattle needs Palace Kitchen. Yeah, it does. Um, so okay, so yeah, you cooked there for a while and then you became kind of like the roving chef. Did you move? You moved away briefly from briefly Seattle to LA. Yes, for five months. I hated it. Okay, yeah, I moved there to work with my friend Byron Talbot. Okay, he's a YouTuber. He's got like million something on YouTube um, went to work with him and film and edit and cook and all that stuff and uh, it was fun it was a good experience too I learned a lot about what it takes to be in this field um, the content creation field 
So that was a big eye-opener for me. So I'm actually kind of glad I moved out there. I mean, I learned about how to make a deal and what you can get for your deals and stuff. So very appreciative of that. So it was, it was cool working with Byron Talbot to check out his YouTube channel. Really cool dude. Great chef. We've done some pop-ups together too at Tom Spots. Uh, but yeah, I moved back after five months, worked for Tom again and kept going. Yeah. Making the videos. Very cool. Yeah. Well, and we've talked a lot about just like what, how much goes into being a creator and how often yeah. creators get taken advantage of yeah. and don't get paid for, for you know, brands yep. think they can approach someone with a, you know, however many followers and give them some free product and that's, you yeah. know, warrants a, an Instagram post or a, a YouTube video or whatever, but the, yeah, that no, doesn't pay no our bills. Yeah, no, no that, free brand deals. No, and it's 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 good that there are other you know creators like we can connect. You can connect with your friends. Like, and you know we can help each other like navigate this because yeah, we're all in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, because I mean it's still very new. Um, it is, and I feel yeah. like even at my level, which is nothing compared to what you are at, um, follower count wise, that I. I feel like I have underpriced myself, like just not asked a lot, as much as I should have for what I'm worth for a lot of the things that I've done. Because I yeah. mean, something okay. I've learned is no is one of the most powerful words. Yeah. I mean, because you could say no, and that brand could probably come back a month or two later with like double the ass. Because, mm -hmm. you know, that brand could be at an agency or something, and they'll just keep your price down. And yeah. You know, something else comes along that's like, this is her price. There you go. Uh, if you start off with that low price, they're going to be like, this is her price. Mm -hmm. so yeah. She's at yeah. Low price. So, yeah, I think no is very important too. Like, especially not to spread yourself too thin, align yourself with the right brands and stuff for you. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, you are working with so many great brands. And I think that you do a really good job of selecting the brands that fit you and your audience and like you're saying like no is a is an important powerful world word there are so many brands out there to yeah. work with what have been some of your favorite collaborations or products that you mcdonald's worked with? mcdonald's <laughs> that was dope what tell us what you do with mcdonald's it was with the chicken nuggets i ate chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> that was it i ate chicken nuggets that was that was the dream right there living the dream eating chicken nuggets getting paid for it that was awesome so, nothing wrong with McDonald's. I love yeah. bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits from McDonald's. Every, I love the McGriddle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had this conversation. Um. Yeah, that's like my shame food. I used to would never put like no best shame food. Here. No. Oh, no, not anymore. <laughs> no. I've gotten over it. The bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit I think it's McDonald's the best invention ever, though. Literally. The McGriddle? Yeah, like that that pancake bun with the crystallized uh, freaking maple in there. Like, it's perfect. All it's right. Great. It's perfect food. McDonald's needs to sponsor a McGriddle campaign. They Please. basically just got one right here for free, so you need to get another one. Um, so good. Are we going to get McDonald's tomorrow morning? <laughs> we can. I haven't had it in a minute. I, I had it yesterday for breakfast. When I we're in Seattle right now, y'all know I live in Walla Walla. I take the six a.m. flight over when I come to Seattle, and I land in uh, C Terminal. I walk over to B Terminal. I get McDonald's breakfast at seven o'clock and then yeah, I, I get an Uber and come downtown and it's like, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. That's what I do too. Four bucks. Um, yeah. Can't beat that. Had a breakfast sandwich in Seattle today at a local spot. It was about $11, which was <laughs> not just, McDonald's prices. Not McDonald's no. prices. It, 
I'm telling you, McDonald's is just as good. It is. <laughs> McDonald's, are you hearing this? These the are your two new spokespeople right here. Um, any any other notable ones besides McDonald's? What about like some products that you've worked with? You're promoting all kinds of. Yeah, I mean, definitely Spiceology. Yeah, yeah, Spiceology. That salt, y'all. Yeah, uh, Zwilling. They make Miyabi knives, Kramer knives. What is the Wagyu so, company that you work with? You're doing Pursuit that? Farms. Pursuit Farms. That's a really cool Wagyu company because it all like comes direct from Japan, and it's butchered and sent to you. It's it's amazing. Uh, Pursuit Farms, you can check that out on my site as well. I think you actually had some have been delivered to your house like yeah. a couple weeks ago and when, there, when yeah, 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 and um I was really stoked to see, like it's not frozen at no. all. Because I've done meat delivery no, services no. and it's it comes all frozen, but it's no. it's like fresh. Yeah. Um another cool one that I just started working with, they don't pay me or anything, but I like to support them because they support the fishermen, is uh e fish. They're called e fish and you can get like any kind of seafood. Of course, they don't have many customers in Seattle because we have like the best seafood. Of course. Right? But if you're in like I, I don't know, like in Texas or Oklahoma, places where you can't get good fish, check out eFish. I just got the like most delicious ling cod. I made that taco video that yeah, you saw. With yeah. That. And um, and so you're saying it supports fishermen? Is that what you? Yeah. So like they buy direct from fishermen. It literally goes direct from the fishermen to you. So nice. It's it's really cool. Well, I might need to check it out because you know I'm a Walla Walla, so we're not. Do it, yeah. You know, definitely. we're they four even and a half me hours. Some beautiful anchovies. I'm gonna make bocaronas with. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Little little Caesar salad, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay, so what? E fish. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have to yeah. I have to check. I love this world that we're in. We're getting into like I mean I hate that COVID started it, but just so many more things are available for delivery now. I know. And it's been like really cool just to see. Like even a lot of like the restaurant distributors have like yep. switched to doing more like direct to consumer instead of wholesale. I saw even Kroger's doing drone delivery now. What? Yeah, they just did their first one. So like we're coming out of this thing, thank God. But it's kind of cool just to see. Like I feel like now we all have like better access to just mm -hmm. like quality products that you can get in a timely yep. manner. Um, I. I got like a, I've been looking to like cheese delivery services like the past like yes. a few months. I just love cheese. Uh, Rogue Creamery from, um, they're out of the, I think the Willamette Valley, but they're in Oregon. They sent me like they're, they have a cheese subscription box. Like that's, that's nice. a thing. Like charcuterie subscription boxes are a thing. Like Olympia Provisions in Portland. They have, they probably yeah, have like 20 them. different, like, yeah, aren't they a great company really and their quality is so great. And they probably have like 20 different gift boxes that you can go and pick mm -hmm. out charcuterie wise, like it's just it's really cool that um, one of the things that COVID did was just give people more access to to, to more it stuff did. like that. It changed a lot of lives, that's for damn sure. I mean, a lot of people won't admit it, but it did help a lot of people. Yeah, it did, and I think that we're gonna see like even as we come out of this, that a lot of the a lot of the habits that we made are going to stick, you yeah. know? I think people are still going to be cooking at home more, and, and still I don't think we're going to be, you know, I think still people will, um, can, you know, continue this kind of trend, like, out of the cities, even mm -hmm. though it's getting, we're getting vaccinated and safer. We've just all kind of got, like, a different mindset now. Yep. I mean, you, we were already in Bellevue. You had, yeah. you had moved out of Seattle, but, I mean, we moved, you know, we moved to Walla Walla and have loved it and have seen a lot of our friends moving to just like smaller areas outside of Seattle. Because mm -hmm. who wanted to be downtown in no, Seattle for I, the... I know I don't. Yeah. 
unless you're at the state <clears throat> hotel, it's if you gotta come. This is, <laughs> this, is this is a great place. Yeah, uh, this is like a little oasis, basically. It really is. It's because I mean, you're not on a ground level or anything. You're above it all. There's no. Yeah, across from Pike Place Market, yeah, there's so. a great restaurant downtown or downstairs. Give a shout out to Ben Paris and Chef Quentin and Abigail. They're what amazing. they gotta do is just make sky bridges between all these damn buildings. Yeah, <laughs> if you have a key to get up to the top of the building, then you can yeah. walk across to the market. Walk, yeah, walk across to De La Renti. Um, so that's where we're at now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Seattle, unfortunately, is not come back super strong from COVID. It's some areas more than other, like um, areas like Ballard and West Seattle, more neighborhoody residential spots, downtown on Pioneer Square, definitely still suffering. Mm -hmm. But it is definitely coming along. Since I'm here like every two weeks, I kind of get to see it in pieces. So yeah. it's nice to see it getting a little better. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. You just had a couple events yesterday. Um, yesterday was uh, Cinco was de Mayo. Cool. You did something with Dick. Cinco, yep. Tell um, us, tell us about it. I had the Mexican chocolate milkshake at Dick's Drive-In, which is a very popular driving spot here in Seattle. Iconic, um, like yeah, yeah. It's been around since like 1950. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that went really well. That was at all the locations, and I uh, heard that they like sold out at most of them. So that was really great. Um, and then I made a uh, hibiscus habanero margarita at the W. So W Bellevue. So yeah, that was a good turnout. I was there last night. Uh, had probably too many margaritas. <laughs> It's well, fine because we got tea now. Yeah, we yeah, tea. we got tea, we got juice, we got coffee. Um, well, cool. Well, yeah. So just a little bit going on. I've been at the at, at the W. Uh, yeah. Dick's Drive-In special it was a, a spicy chocolate milkshake yep. with your flaky salt. Yep. Um, and then we'll probably have something coming up here soon with uh, my friend Shoda. In Chinatown. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah him and, and Shoda Nakajima, we've, we've mentioned and we'll definitely be on the podcast soon. Y'all have been doing a lot of collaborating and yeah. chatting and, um, yeah, talking about it. I won't give away too much, but talking about doing some really fun uh, pop-up event stuff in Seattle. Mm -hmm. I am very excited for that. Me too. Anything else big on the horizon for you event-wise? I'm I'm trying to make him come to Walla Walla and do something. I'm down to um, do that. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I want to get back into pop-up dinners. So yeah, should um, we bring the dine out back? Oh my gosh! <laughs> right? Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, uh, I'll probably be in Texas in June. I'm gonna collab with this uh, dude named Franklin Barbecue. Oh, just this dude, Aaron Franklin. Uh, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, I'm just gonna keep making the videos and. Well, what are you and on. what are you and Aaron gonna do? Uh, we're working on a cutting board together because there's this cutting board that I use uh, called Cotton and Dust. Really nice cutting board. I think you showed Texas. them to me, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very pretty. Yeah, so we're going to collab on that, and they're all going to be in HEB, which is pretty cool. Very cool. I don't know if, if you guys are not from Texas, HEB is just a giant grocery chain. It's the best. It's so great. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. But now, have you been to – my sister lives in Austin, and um, I, she hasn't been living there too long. I've been there a few times. I haven't been to Franklin Barbecue yet, but I've – I don't know I, if it sucks or not. I, 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 I heard mixed I've reviews. I've heard it's so. pretty good. Um, 
Yeah, I will tell you, when I have gone to visit her, she doesn't live too far from there. I've driven by it many times, and there is a line, line, yep. line. I mean, people lining up, like, hours before they open. Like, you got to try Salt Lake, though. That's I've that. heard that. Someone else has told me that. My friend's and, a chef there. Okay. That place is great. It's the only open pit in Texas, and I think the country. What? It's really? an open pit. Like, if I can find this photo for you right now. It's it's really wild. It's it's a giant wood fire, uh, open pit. I actually think they had this on Top Chef at some point. Oh. Interesting. I, yeah, I've heard of Salt Lake, but I and that, that's in Austin too, or it's just in Texas. It's, it's in, in Driftwood, which is twenty minutes south of Austin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's really wild. A lot of good food in Austin too. Oh yeah, here it is. So it's this. Giant. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it's like inside. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Jeez. So that's the only one in the country like this. <laughs> My God. Okay. Yeah. So if you're in the area, Salt look, looks amazing. I'll put some uh, some photos and videos up too when we when I share this so you guys can see. Um, very cool. That's going to be fun. When, yeah. is, when is that pop-up happening with, uh, with Aaron? Oh, I don't know if I'm doing a pop-up with him. Oh, it's just a collaboration. Maybe I should plan a pop-up. Why with him. would you not? <clears throat> That'd be cool. Actually. Go do it. Yeah. Well, I, just, I need to try his brisket first. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> haven't even had it. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. I I definitely, though, am excited for, uh, I forgot about this. Um, so in South Texas, there are gas stations called Stripes Gas Stations. Okay. Okay. And in all these Stripes Gas Stations is a taco company called Laredo Taco Company. And you go into the gas station. And there's just like Mexican ladies right next to the cash register rolling out flour tortillas from scratch and making breakfast tacos right in front of you. Yum. It's like a dollar. <laughs> um, I grew up on this stuff, right? It's so good. Um, and now they're finally starting to go spread out to like North Texas because I didn't know this, but 7 uh, Eleven bought them and Stripes five years ago. So there's going to be 2,000 locations across the country here soon. What? Real gas station food. It's amazing. Um, I'm trying to convince them to bring one to Seattle. Yeah, I was about um, to say, are we getting one? Or? Yeah. Um, but the founder of the company reached out to me because I made a breakfast taco video based off of them. And he randomly reached out. He wants me to do a collab pop-up dinner back home in Brownsville with them. And they want to add my breakfast taco to their menu. Uh, Dude, nice. And, yeah, we're going to do the pop-up at SpaceX, uh, and Elon Musk will come and eat some tacos. So. Damn, dude. Yeah, that'll like, be fun. That'll, that'll be just kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's amazing. And so, yeah, so you just made, like, a breakfast taco video. Yeah, I made a YouTube, breakfast taco. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, they see it. They yeah. call you up. It was based off of the ones back home. Um, so that's why they saw it and liked it, and yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, let's um, let's talk a little bit about social media. Let's talk a little bit about, so like we said, you kind of got started on Instagram, and I know a lot of people listening are, are just like super interested in the food. Like, I actually fucking hate the word influencer. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's I, like I hate the word it, foodie. Yeah, I, I hate the word foodie too. You will not find it in any of my bios or descriptions of, of myself. I, I uh, food lover, food enthusiast um, <clears throat> would be my preference, but um. But you are, you're definitely a big, a big food influencer. And I mean, let's just talk a little bit about that. Like, how did you get started with the videos? Because you were, 
you were posting stuff on Instagram for a while. And I mean, I've, you know, been aware of you and paying attention to everything you've been doing since whenever we met 2014. But like, when did the transition to the videos start? Not full time, but like just at all. Like, tell us a little bit well, like, of I, insight. I started messing around with the videos when I was in high school. So when I was like 18 years old, um, I had my buddies like just hold up my iPod touch and like film me making a burger. It's like kind of, that was like my first edit. <laughs> you can't find it online, but I have it on my phone. Oh so my like, God, I want to <laughs> see it. We've got to get this to share with the world. So me making a burger and uh, yeah, I messed around with that. And then when I worked at the country club back in like 2011, 2012 or something, um, I started messing around with video too. And just on your phone? Just on my phone. Yeah. If you look at the quality, it's very bad. I'm going to make you find uh, these videos for me. <laughs> yeah. So I just started messing around with that around 2011. I mean, yeah. So I guess like 10 years. Okay. Um, but the real like pivot happened in, I would say, 2014 when I was working at Tom's. I just started going harder on video. You yeah. Know, actually using a camera talking to photographers and videographers and learning about photography and stuff. And, um, I got really into photo. Yeah. And, uh, cause you were posting a lot of photos and stuff on Instagram before you really got into like, cause I remember just seeing your account yeah. with pictures and stuff before. So that's the thing too. I feel like this is something I say a lot. All these platforms, they just, they're tools, right? And they teach all of us as creators how to create. So I feel like in a way I kind of learned, from Instagram because it, it made me make videos like it came out with the first feature of the 15 second video mm -hmm. right and that's when I started getting in the video making 15 second videos and then they brought on the stories or the one minute videos I don't know which one came first but you know when that happened that's when I started doing longer videos mm -hmm. and then the stories and then when the stories came out I went hard on that I started actually using my camera for that and um, started learning how to make vertical video. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing the vertical video for a long time now. Um, and what camera did you start with, Matt? Uh, just a Canon Rebel. That's what I started with. I was talking to a very talented photographer last night at the Taku opening <laughs> and he's carrying around two huge Sonys. We all started with the Canon. Like he was like, yeah, I just picked up a, a Canon at a, at Costco one day. I was like, yeah. the, the Rebel, right? Like that's yeah, <laughs> like Canon Rebel. It was like 500 bucks. Like yeah. about, yeah. I, got I, mine at Target. <laughs> I got mine, yep. You got mine at like Home Depot or Costco. I got mine and, and I picked up a camera. It wasn't until 2015, I had just been doing everything with my phone and working with friends of mine that were photographers on like social media stuff that I was working on. And yeah. finally, it's just like, I can, I can pick this camera up and figure out how to do this. Yeah. I mean, I've spent, I feel like you, the quality of your videos is just like amazing. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys follow him. If you're not, you should. Um, but yeah, you've gone a long way from that, that starter Canon Rebel to mm -hmm. now you're using the the Sony Sony A7S3. A7S3. I have the Sony A7 III. I want the camera he has. Um, it's ne my next big purchase, I think. You've got it. Now Shota's got it. Yeah. Like y'all are all, y'all all got that camera. I'm wanting it so bad. Was there were, were the, was there a camera between the Canon and the Sony? Uh, okay. yes. So from there, I went to the Sony A6000. Okay. 
that was my first mirrorless. Then yeah. From the A6000, I went on to the A6400. Okay. And then from the A6400, um, I was waiting because I was like going to get an A7 III, mm -hmm. but I didn't want it because of the non-flip-out screen. Right? Yeah. So I waited until the A7C came out. So I got the A7C, and after probably like six months, I bought the A7S III. Good, good the decision. A7, yeah, A7C is a solid camera. It's it's basically an A7 III in a smaller body with the flip-out screen, and it has like better stabilization or something like that. But it's like solid camera. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would suggest that too if you guys are looking at the A7 III. Um, I think it's like 200 bucks more, but still, it's, it's good. Um, yeah, damn. I was because I I have the I need the flip out screen. That's what I'm missing for the yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so you've upgraded. You've stepped up and up and up. And I mean, yeah, what you're rolling with now. I mean, when you guys again look at the quality of his stuff, it's just like it's very professional. It's very it's very well done. The quality's amazing. Um, as good as anything you'd see on TV, if not better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, cool. Well. Well, so let's talk a little bit more. So you started with started with Instagram. That's how you got into it. They started introducing the videos. When did you go over to like the YouTube stuff? Uh, same year, twenty fourteen. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. realize you started the YouTube that that long ago. Yeah. Um, YouTube for me though it was like off and on, right? Like you know, you get your bursts of kind of being serious at it for couple months to a year and it was just kind of off and on and then I got really serious about YouTube in like 2016 you know okay. really consistently posting the videos I did a voiceover format so I'd film everything and then just voice it over um, and then I actually started like talking to the camera probably in 2017 mm -hmm. and that's what you do now you have a mic on your camera yeah and you just yeah talk to the camera um, but yeah it's been a journey on YouTube yeah. Just hit, hit the 400k mark today. So 400,000 followers doing doing all right. Yeah. Do Get you, to a million this year. That's the goal. Two million. Okay. Yeah. I think you can do it. Yeah. How um and how many videos you dropping a video a day? A uh, couple a week. I'm dropping one to two shorts a day on YouTube, and then long form like maybe three a week. And tell people what are what is a short? What are the? A short is YouTube's like TikTok calling. Basically, um, it's anywhere between 30 seconds to a minute. Uh, it could be 15 seconds, but everyone wants to do 30 seconds because you can monetize it. So, uh, yeah, 30 seconds to a minute long video, I'd say. Okay, yeah. very very cool. And you've been telling me um, as we, we chat a lot that the, the shorts, that's that's really where it's at right now on yes. YouTube if you want to grow. It's growing and that's... people like crazy, like my friend Lisa Wen. She went from zero to now, I just saw today, 900-something thousand subs uh, in two months. In two months. And what, what kind of content is she putting on YouTube? So that's why it's interesting to me. Hers is just literally on her phone, point and shoot. She's just like point and shoot at whatever it is she's making and voiceover on it. That's it. It's very, like, home video done. Nice. So that's why it's pretty interesting. That's why it's pretty yeah. Awesome because yeah. I mean we know it's how just much a work. Crazy time right now. Yeah, yeah, because it takes a little while to do it with the yeah it does with, with the Basically. camera and you're 
and then you're you're filming this stuff, and you're filming most of it yourself, just to give people like a little insight to the process. I know yeah. you have some help um, sometimes, but for the most part, since you launched this, and I've seen your setup at home, you have a tripod with your camera, your mic, and the the tripod is on wheels. I put it on wheels now. It's great. Yeah, and you changed just, my life. That's like probably something I need to order off Amazon too. The wheels. Yeah, yeah. What? Just Google like tripod wheels. And... I'll send you a link. Okay. It's well, uh, newer. N e e w e r is the brand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're just in your kitchen, doing it yourself, edit, taking the video yourself, setting everything up, editing it together. You yep. use Final Cut. Final Cut Pro. Yep. So that's the again for little inside information for all you creators out there, creator creator wannabes. But you told me um, last time we chatted that you used iMovie for a long time. I did. So iMovie is basically like a very limited Final Cut Pro because it's the same family. They're both Apple. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's basically just a small Final Cut Pro. Okay. Because I've been. I've been getting into video more, which is definitely not my forte. I'm a writer um, and a photographer, self-taught. But I've been using iMovie, and I've just been shocked at some of the stuff I've been able to do. Even yeah. some of the phone stuff. I created a couple of winery videos in the past couple weeks. Yeah, just, you can do some great stuff. I've done some. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You can. So I mean, that's the thing. Anyone can create now. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like, and you're saying your friend that has gone to eight. Hundred million subscribers on YouTube in in two months with a with her phone and voiceover. Like I think that's you know like we're sitting here talking about really expensive camera equipment, but like Matt is telling you and I'm telling you, we all started off with a four or five hundred dollar camera yeah. from Costco. It seems like a lot of us. I mean, I still know a lot of creators that just use their phone that make very good money for their for their posts for their content. Yeah. Um. So there's not there there's really like yeah I mean. You can always make that switch over to a more professional, you know, upgrade your camera. But like, you can get started with your phone. Yeah, smartphones can do anything. I've got a little tripod in my backpack. I think from Walmart that was like twenty-two dollars, and a little boom mic I take with me. Like, um, some of my it. I swear to God, it drives me crazy, Matt, because. I will post some stuff that I cut up with my phone, either a photo or a reel, and then I'll post something that I've professionally done with my camera, and I swear to God, it's like Instagram likes the unprofessional stuff better sometimes. Yeah, it, it's the more real <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you're thinking about, you know, creating something, don't, don't. Uh, just do it. Yeah, just do it, God. I feel like, I feel like that is just such an important message to, to, to hit home for people that do want to blog, vlog, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, like what, whatever you want to create. Like I remember when I was launching my blog in 2014, 2015, and everyone was telling me like, you just need to write like 10 things and have them saved up and ready to go. And I just, I just went for it. I was like, you know what? Just launching it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Like I pour out content as, as much as I can and just do it when you have time. Yeah. Like, I mean, also here's the thing, like everyone's going to I mean, not everybody. Some are just going to have it naturally, being able to talk to the camera. Uh, I did not. You did not. Horrible, yeah. <laughs> I could not. I, I would just blank out. So <laughs> if you're like that, don't get discouraged. Just keep it rolling. 
keep talking to the damn camera and you'll get better at it. So that, such, that's what I was suggesting. Such good, such good advice. You got to get your reps in, you know, you got to get your reps Yeah, you got to keep doing it because, I mean, obviously you're going to feel awkward yeah. at first. I know for me, like for a long time, I would never talk to the camera on Instagram either. I just would show yeah. food and stuff. But then I also think that's a very important part of your brand because there's a lot of great photographers and videographers out there, you know, like, you can go find better food photos than I can take. Yeah, they want to see you. Yeah, they want exactly. They want to see you. They want to see your brand. We yeah. want to see you talking to us. And go look at his videos now. I would never believe that you were awkward in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it all right. You come a long way if you were Try. awkward to, to begin with. But yeah, it's so funny. I talked to Susie Pratt on the podcast a few days ago. I don't know if you know Susie. She's a food photographer in I'll Seattle. It does all the stuff for Eater. Oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, but anyway, but she like, yeah, she basically said, you know, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Let's check her out. Yeah, you'll have to check her out. She was on the podcast earlier Susie this Pratt. week. Yeah, does a lot of stuff, a lot of travel, photography and videography. But yeah, she was saying like how awkward she was. Um, and that was like her takeaway at the end of the segment. I was like, what would you like give someone for advice? It was like, you know, if you're just, just keep doing it, like just keep putting it out there, like try not to be so self-conscious, which is hard. But if you want to be a creator, you got to put yourself out there. You do. Yeah. And you do a good job of that. And Thank you. Yeah. 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 Thanks a lot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, and so, 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 okay. So I didn't realize that your YouTube journey started so soon. And now you've got 400,000 followers today. Got, I think you're at 450,000 followers on Instagram. But TikTok is where you have the most now. We've got 4.4. 4. 4. 4. 4.4. Okay. So it's like Brilliant, yeah. growing every day. No big just deal. Hit the two. 200 million like mark. Damn, dude. Yeah. You need to launch a like TikTok course. Teach people, <laughs> TikTok how, to, course. Teach people how to do TikTok. Um, I think yeah, you charge a lot of money for that. That'd be cool. You're like, I don't know if I want to do that. TikTok cook. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your favorite? Um, give a shout out to some of like the creators that inspire you on like TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. I mean, I really dig uh, Casey Neistat's content. I'm a big fan of Casey Neistat on YouTube. I, I just think his filmmaking is captivating. And um, then another one would probably have to be Peter McKinnon. Really great videographer, photographer guy. I learned a lot from that dude. Um, some cooking videos I love are like a Peaceful Cuisine. I've seen that one. It's so, is, it's so nice. relaxing it's, too, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> it's so chill. Uh, but yeah, I don't really watch much cooking videos. Um, well, you just named a few good ones. I, I guess. Well, the other two are photographer guys, but another, I guess, another cooking video guy I like is a uh, Alex French guy cooking. Okay. Really cool cooking channel on YouTube. Yeah. It's okay. Intense. I'll have to show you that. I am embarrassed to say, and I'm a little older than you, that I do not do a whole lot of YouTube. <laughs> I am not on it every day like all the young kids. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching YouTube since high school, though. You know, that's where I would watch most of my content. You know, I've been following a lot of stuff on there for a while. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and I, as you are too, I'm sure. I'm using YouTube as a huge resource for how to use my camera, how, yeah. to, how to use Lightroom, how you to can learn anything on there, really. You, you really can. And I feel like, I mean, I probably got hundreds, maybe thousands of hours on YouTube learning yeah. how to 
use Adobe. Use. Oh God, I won't touch that. <laughs> well, I just use mainly Lightroom and Photoshop, though. I I dabbled in in Premiere for videography, and it was uh, yeah. it was not very. I use Lightroom, yeah. Not not the video one. That's too much. But Lightroom is great, and um, do you use the app on your phone ever? That's the only app I use on. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's actually very user friendly. And I use um, the paid version on the phone because I shoot raw. Raw, so yeah, me was, too. Yeah. yeah, me too. That's um, I think that's pretty standard. So also for photo editing, and you can get a free version for your phone. You can, yeah. Yeah. So if you're not, I didn't know that you had to pay for the to, five dollars a month. I mean, I already pay for the whole Adobe thing, mm. so I've I've got it all. That's all you get it. Yeah. yeah, I've got it all linked up, but I didn't realize I was paying for the for the raw. Um, well, cool. Well, uh, is there any? Let's see. We're at fifty minutes. Um. What, uh, any advice out there? I mean, we kind of talked about this like already for like people that want to create, um, anything that you would tell, like, I mean, I feel like at this point that, uh, it's a little harder to get into what you do, what I do as far as like, I, again, I hate the word influencer. I mean, that's what has been said though, like four years ago too. That's true. You know? Um, I think you just got to go where the eyeballs are. And that's it. Like right now, that's TikTok. Yeah. You just got to go where the eyeballs are. And like I said, use the tools that are given to you. These apps teach us how to create content in different ways. Like that's what TikTok did for me. It really changed up the way I make my content. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just go where the eyeballs are. Keep getting your reps in. Um, action. It's just all about action. Yeah. yeah. How often are you shooting on a on a weekly but how many days out of the week are you shooting video stuff how long are you spending on that every day every day yeah. every i mean yeah i mean yeah yeah you don't you don't really get a day constant, off you're posting posting every day yeah. doing stuff every day so it, it is it's a fun job but it's it's a lot of hard work it is yeah and but that's you gotta love it yeah yeah yeah, I mean, it seems like an okay life. Um, yeah. But you are. You're always working. Even today, we've been hanging out for a couple hours. He's had multiple business phone calls, <laughs> brand, brand stuff coming up. He's, yeah. he's he's a busy guy, you know, if you're not shooting. like And, again, stuff like brand deals, negotiating that, that's uh, just another skill. And when you're doing, like you, you're an editor, you're you're the spokesman, you're the model, you're the talent, you're you're the creator, you're All the that. editor, you're the social media person. Like, it's... Yeah. It's a lot of work, but, and again, not doing to the scale of what you're doing, but it's, it's fun. Yeah, it is. I love it. I'm very appreciative for it too. I mean, um, I, I know it's really, uh, just like fortunate to have like an audience to post all my stuff too. So yeah. And I think you yeah. have a very engaged audience. Like you've again, yeah, they're all really great, really positive. So, and you've made a lot of connections on social mm -hmm. media as, as have I, I guess we met, Actually, through a social media app years ago, it's crazy where wow. <laughs> where social media has has, <laughs> has taken us. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks I know that me. you are very busy. We just ran into each other at the yeah, coffee shop today. I, yeah, we were both sitting at Storyville. He he comes in. I'm having my coffee. I was trying to track him down anyway while I was in Seattle, and he walks into the coffee shop so I commandeered him for a, a quick podcast over here at the State Hotel and I think 
Are we going to go to Nana's after yes, this please. and get I'm some freaking starving? Get some matcha, maybe get some karage. Yeah. Like they've got I'm not karage, tonkatsu. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, matcha soft serve. Yes. Yes. All of it. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Um, a cook named Matt on YouTube, Instagram, Everything. TikTok, Google it, put it in any search engine, you'll find it. I will link all his stuff here. Thank you. This was so much fun. Thanks, Steph.